So whether we stay in this retreat or whether we move out, remember we're always here. This has been given to us, a sense of being able to just be here. It's a thing we can never create. Can't un- can't figure it. Can't think it. Can't locate it. Here it is. It's a been given sense of just being here. Wherever we go, physically, wherever the body moves around, or runs through the mind. This is just uh, returning. This is a gift. Here it is. Mm-hmm. So most of our practice is just about uh, how you live in relationship with that. How you live with that sense of a peaceful center in uh, in a world of circumstance and appearance time, events, people, pains, bodies, aging, you know, the whole whole thing, how do we live in relationship to that? So this is really a relational teaching. Well, you always have to really see meditation as one particular or range of cultivations from wise reflection through to samadhi and metta. One, one, you know, element within the range of dhamma practice. So, you kind of widen your lens because it's the qualities that you establish when you take refuge, being here, refuge. You know, that's, that's the quality, that's the reference, that's the sense that you want to, that sets you off, you know, that you want to then stay with, you know, whatever else. And uh, that's your, that's your, it's your opening really to just be out of wherever you are, pause, and what's happening now. It's a capacity we have. And then the, the technique, the Dhamma technique, is having entered this, recognizing this quality, this openness, this refuge quality, um, We start to, how am I with others? How am I with myself in relationship to others? That's our beginning technique. (laughs) From there you can work around how you are with thoughts and so on, but you start with how am I, you know, just in terms of my actions with others and towards myself, sila. Morality and also kindness, compassion, empathy. So we're entering uh, the field of cause and effect, where we're affected by others, we affect others. We have no choice in that. We cannot help but affect others. We are affected by others. We are born through others. We live through others. We're referring to others. We're educated with others. We work with others. We sit with others. We die with others. <laughs> so you get buried by others or cremated by others. There's no way out. <laughs> and uh, what's the most difficult thing? Other people. <laughs> Not all the time, but that's where (laughs) our greatest difficulties occur, isn't it? 
what a what a strange paradigm, what a strange thing to be in, so seamlessly you know threaded into the lives of of other beings and yet be so deeply conflicted by it and so sad saddened by the loss and so saddened by the presence he's <laughs> 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 uh, kind of the human domain so you know we square up to that then the two fundamental practices really are sila, morality, and then empathy, the empathetic practices. So one is very much looking at behavior, one is looking at sense, just the sensing, you know, right right view, right um, sensing of this field that we live in. You know, it's a sense of just like me, creatures don't want to die. Just like me, creatures want to eat. Just like me, creatures get frightened. Just like me, creatures get confused. Just like me, creatures get upset. Just like me, creatures blunder. And, you know, and as we recognize that there are beings in our minds and hearts who we find difficulty with, we're probably in sitting in somebody else's heart creating difficulty for them. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> so you, you see this, since you know, here we are. So your first thing is just at least uh, using this training in, in morality so that you have two senses with that. One is intention and then the other is convention. Convention is just we're stating these things, you know, these are the, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. These are our benchmarks. These are the things we can name, specify, we can declare. And then the intention, that's the external form, that's the code, if you like. And then your intention is the movement towards that, towards firming up that, that code and clarifying and thoroughly working it and thoroughly exploring it. All the ramifications of that. So your intention is, your convention is not to take the life of other living creatures, not to destroy living creatures. You look at that, following that up, you look at things, well, how do I deal with insects, you know? And uh, do I do things that poison creatures? You know, do I destroy other creatures' habitat? And human beings, by and large, have quite a bad record for this. So we contemplate that the wider you can spread your field of empathy then there's a that's the sense of the heart gets bigger and wider and richer and there's less kind of self judgment and self obsession in it it does us good to have a big heart that was good. Small heart always picking away at yourself and fretting over things. Yeah. And this quality of intention is means that starting now, whatever is the past, whatever, starting now. That's intention. Intention isn't not, well, I wasn't so good and yesterday. You know. The intention means now, doing it now. Doing it now, so you you establish that intention regularly, even though it's nothing. In a way, the precept is nothing new, but the quality of really clarifying intention, and uh, you need the convention to just have a sort of a, a target, and then the intention is the the movement of the heart towards that target. 
what is that? <clears throat> so you have reference point. So again, these five precepts are not really that difficult or refined, but um, to bear them in mind and to live accordingly is really the mark of the stream mantra, the Aryan. Keeps the five precepts. They don't just keep them, but they also reflect upon them, consider how they are in relationship to them, see them as their most important quality, not their job or their house or their so forth, but their precepts. So, you know, actually dwelling in the quality of heart and intention as a constant reference or constant but you know a, th- a reference that's made frequently and thoroughly whereas one may be in fact be keeping the precept but not really noticing it not you know not we go around killing creatures but to 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 constantly dwell in that that understanding of the intentionality of the heart then you begin to look even at things such as harmful thoughts snipey little thoughts <laughs> Oh, manipulative, manipulative thoughts, manipulative words, where you're taking that which is not given. You're trying to wangle to get something. Yeah? So you look at that little thing, and the, uh, uh, your, or sexual, trying to seek and gain sexual favors that are not, that are not appropriate or not mm, dealt with in a responsible way. So we begin to look at the, the um, or begin to contemplate that in us which squashes scruples. And that's the first thing that, the, that you put aside. The stream enter does not get that, ah, well, ah, oh, never mind. Oh, don't make a thing out of it, that kind of, no, squashing. Don't look too closely at this, it's all right. One now and then is all okay for you. <laughs> You know, so <laughs> you know you you're aware of one is aware of that voice. You know that that that, that voice. It's not that the precept is an absolute truth, but it helps one to see that particular voice in the mind. Go, no, never mind. So what? Don't make a thing out of this. Uh, I'm picky. Uh, just get on with it. You know, the, the brushing away. It's like a smuggler going through customs. Oh, no, no, I'm about fine. Don't look in my bag. <laughs> you know, what's in there? Oh, that's all right. <laughs> you know, the three-car trick, what's up my sleeve? So you want to, it's really good to, to see that, to notice that which, which wriggles and evades honesty, clarity. So we use this like that, and then you get the feeling for it, then you can bring that that quality of intentionality and scrupulousness and attentiveness to to a much wider field even to the you know the moods and perceptions and thoughts of people that one holds in one's heart mm. yeah. what are you doing there what's happening there dismissiveness or the doesn't really matter or indifference so this is really uh, helpful to, to, to we're living in this human world, and it's messy. Particularly when we it's messy enough on a retreat, human world, people not. Making you know, making noises or irritating me or not doing their job properly or this that, or the other. But when you get off retreat, you know, wow, is it messy? <laughs> yeah, I was saying the other day, you live in a community. And uh, it's great because you really see this uh, righteousness, exasperation, and judgmental things going on in the mind. And, you know, don't be bothered. 
You know, you see how selfish one can get. <laughs> and uh, other people don't count. You know, I mean, maybe, so, you know, maybe the people you like count or the people you think important count, but somebody else oh, is just the so-and-so, you know. So you get some annoying, we have anno- annoying neighbors, you know, annoying neighbors who, you know, walk their dogs across the land and shout and things like that. And, and uh, just sort of don't, not very well behaved. You know, you have these signs up, please, we have a forest that says, please keep your dogs on a leash in our forest. You have no actual right to walk in the forest, but because we are, we are, we let people walk through the forest. Could you please at least keep your dog on a lead so it doesn't harm the birds and the wildlife? You get people going through the forest with dogs running all over the place. <laughs> and you have to go, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> and say, well, I, li- I like to walk my dogs. They're fine, you know. <coughs> excuse me, man, but, you know. And you get feel so irritated, these righteous people. <laughs> and you think, oh, I'm being a righteous person. Instead <laughs> of patiently befriend, explain, then you realize it doesn't. In the end, you can't control the world, but you prepare to at least handle, handle it, handle the conflicting and different perceptions that people have. It makes one very patient and uh, equanimous. Mm. The results of that is that that very the very qualities that you cultivate towards others are going to be there, you know, cultivating for yourself for the beings and the problems in your own heart, or the things where you get it wrong, you know, or just dealing with your own mysterious, or not mysterious, you know, inner noises and voices, patience and equanimity bearing with, being equanimous and patient with it all, and not taking a position. This is an enormous practice. So using these uh, precepts as reminders precepts and the immeasurable qualities have to be our our axis, our guide for living in the world. Then you deal with what comes up when you sustain that. The resolution, the patience, the clarity, the truthfulness, the loving kindness that help to sustain all that. So this evening is our last uh, collective evening together, so it's a time to take form, use the occasion to formally take, take leave. So this is uh, our custom, in, at least in monasteries, is we ask forgiveness, and we do this quite regularly, regular basis. It means uh, naturally if one's been living with people, it's bound to be in occasions when, you know, what one said or did or didn't do, whether you intended it or didn't intend it, hit the wrong note. <laughs> you know, it's just, how could it be otherwise? That uh, one was either too much or not enough, or too loud or too soft, or too this or not enough of that, you know. Uh, and so that's just just the human realm, isn't it? That's the condition of the human realm. So we take the opportunity to for, ask forgiveness and to um, ask forgiveness for our own deeds and then to offer forgiveness um, to anybody else. So this is uh, also an important part of practice. So we can begin with, yeah? 
turning the light on. <laughs> so you'll, you'll find we have these sheets, and we'll start. Um, so you can, we've asked forgiveness of the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, and then you ask forgiveness of the teacher, who then asks forgiveness of you, and then there'll be a chance to ask forgiveness of each other, and offer forgiveness to each other, and each other you can expand to include beings who are not here. But we'll go through it a little bit at a time. Kamami tumi hepi me kamitabang chitam patitam tum hong kipame was some mecha to save porento sankapa chando panara so yatam and a joti raso yata sabiti ovi vajan to sabaro govina satumate bawat wantarayo suki diga yuko gova. Aviva dana sanichang with the no chitaro dhamma vadanti ayu vanno sukkang palam. Now my suggestion is that uh, if you, to rearrange the way you're sitting so that in some way you can see each other, yeah, so some kind of circle or square or something.
Just tuning into the perception. Other people look. Just look around a little bit. You know. And uh, here we are, sharing time together. Conscious, aware. Mm-hmm. This is sangha. This is the community. It's the most uh, precious gift, if you get the sense of it. You know, we're all precept keepers, dharma farers. Mm-hmm. When your bodies go in separate directions, we go off, but you know, just uh, recognize. And we'll uh, do a few recollections that are true for all of us. And the first one will be the five subjects for re- frequent recollection, which is on some of the books. The books are not all the same. <laughs> I ask your forgiveness for that. You can add, put it on the list. But my book says 47. It's called The Five Subjects for re- Frequent Recollection. So we do a number of charts. And so as we, is there another page number for that? 46 in some and 47 in others. So these are uh, quite simple recollections. As, you, as we chant it, re- slowly recollect it, realize, you know, now it, this is for everyone, isn't it? We're all in this. Yeah. This is our community. This is one way. This is our common sense, our common lot, our common uh, beyond our personality. So, your empathic sense, tuning in, you know, just at the level, at the very level of being, irrespective of your personhood, your personality. So, this is the five subjects for recollection. And I'll Chant them in Pali. If you can do the Pali, fine. You can certainly do the English. Jaradamo mi jaranganatito. I am of the nature to age. I have not gone beyond aging. Payadidamo mi payadinganatito. I am of the nature to sicken. I have not gone beyond sickness. Maranadamo mi maranananatito. I am of the nature to die. I have not gone beyond dying. Sambehi me biehi manam pehin manam bavo vinam bavo. All that is mine, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, will become separated from me. Gamma sa gami gamma dayando gamma yoni gamma bandu mapati sarano yam gamma karit sami kalyanam wa bapakam wa sadayando bawit sahami. I am the owner of my gamma. Heir to my gamma, born of my gamma, related to my gamma, abide supported by my gamma, whatever gamma I shall do, for good or for ill, 
of that I will be the heir. He wang nam he he abin hung bam. Thus we should frequently recollect. So as you pause around this and each and every one of us, as we even briefly acknowledge each other, recognize this is our, our common bond on one level. So, and then also you contemplate people internally, your uh, people you, who live in your hearts, recognize that is their destiny too. When we sense this, can we be moved by a, a sense of uh, compassion? We move by a sense of uh, urgency, by the sense of the need to support. By understanding that in accordance with karma, we're often acting in accordance with conditions and causes that have come to be our confusions, our own damage that we're acting out upon others, our own carelessness that's been generated towards us. Is there any one who's then at fault other than ignorance? And can I now make my effort to relinquish my ignorance? in relation to others. So in our hearts we can uh, ask forgiveness, ask people to understand, people who are present in the room, people who are present in our lives, people who live in our hearts to understand our limitations. Mm, We're not perfect, we make mistakes, to please understand that, Mm, to accept our apologies, And please let any dissonances, any difficulties, please let that pass for for our mutual welfare. Just as I will take on that inclination myself to any difficulties that have arisen in relation to any one of you present, people in the past who live in my heart, also to accept their imperfections and not to hang on to that. Take it slowly. If it really, people you find live in there, have a lot of difficulty with, just say, I'll try. (laughs) I'll set that up and we'll we'll work towards that. (laughs) At least that's the That's the intention, that's the inclination.
last recollection is the um, sharing of blessings and aspiration. Page 32, 33 in some books. We'll do this in the English. So we've chanted this a few times before and there's a whole list here of beings from obvious people, teachers and parents to cosmic forces and whatever inhabits one's personal psychology or cosmology, evil forces, you know, sublime forces, so on, whatever, and what we're trying to do is just sense the sharing, you know, because all these beings share, they come into our presence, you know, whatever comes into your presence, whatever person, creature, um, whether alive, dead, physical, material, immaterial, Whatever being arises in your mind, you're sharing presence with. Uh, whatever being, you're just walking through a room, walking through the retreat center, you're sharing presence with other people. You know, you're in this empathic field. Uh, so now, rather than trying to sort of seal oneself, seal oneself off, <laughs> as you, you know, which you can't do anyway, it makes you irritable. <laughs> You know, said you turn it the other way, how can I give a little more of whatever was good, whatever rose, whatever skills arose in my practice, share it. The more you share it, the bigger it gets. That's the that's the arithmetic on sharing. So notice also you've many of you put um, items on there, maybe these are friends or relatives, and um, share with them pieces of the forest, share the blessings with the forest. It's been a wonderful refuge for us. And it's in recognition that we do need to share our, our blessings with the earth rather than always misuse it and abuse it. So a relationship with the planet has to be one of sharing what good we can rather than just exhausting it. So the more you can recollect that way, it really gives you your practice a particular angle. Uh, that means it's always you're living in a very fruitful, empathic relationship in this strange, mysterious world. So when we chant the verses, you can put your own people in there in your mind, and then we'll have some time, a few little time afterwards where you can bring people to mind and uh, we'll have a, a, a period about, a short period of chanting a mantra on kindness. But begin with this. All of this chant, the verses of sharing and aspiration through the goodness that arises from my practice, may my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue, my mother, my father, and my relatives, the sun and the moon, and all virtuous leaders of the world, May the highest gods and evil forces, celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth, and the Lord of death, may those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, may all beings receive the blessings of my life, May they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless. 
through the goodness that arises from my practice and through this act of sharing may all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nibbana in every kind of birth may I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom, austerity and vigor. May the forces of delusion not take hold, nor weaken my resolve. The Buddha is my excellent refuge. Unsurpassed is the protection of the Dhamma. The solitary Buddha is my noble Lord. The Sangha is my supreme support. Through the supreme power of all these, may darkness and delusion be dispelled. So while you take the chance to bring people to mind, into your mind, um, as you will, near or far, alive or dead, painful or pleasant, revered or fretted over. Mm. Try to take the opportunity to go through one's relational field, checking is anything snagging there, anything one hasn't attended to, mm. and sharing whatever good, whatever warmth, whatever compassion with all these beings. So the mantra, which I'm sure you'll pick up very easily, is the four words of the immeasurables, metta, karuna, mudita, upeka. <clears throat> just, if you care to join in, please feel free. <clears throat> <clears throat> Meta Meta Karuna Mudita Hupeka Meta Runa Mudita Hupeka Meta Karuna Deta Hupeka Mehena Karuna Deta Hupeka Amen. 
So now it's time to do as you see fit. If you are, when you leave, if you could just bring your mats back into the old positions. So we're ready for tomorrow morning.